Welcome to FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines. We're brought to you by Wenting Cycle and Mission. Here's your Wenting's Word of the Week. It is gear. Once again, your Wenting's Word of the Week is gear. We're also brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. With the race season on hold, it's time to focus on the important things in life. Give your mom a phone call. Spend some more time with your kids. Learn to make some new healthy food. And of course, keep up with at least 30 minutes of activity each day. And when we're back to normal, we're here for you. It's TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. On our program today, we're traveling across the Atlantic to Barcelona, Spain to talk to Ramon Lopez. He's a top-level ultra-triathlete and was supposed to come over here to compete in the Ultra 520K race in Penticton. Of course, that race has been cancelled. We're going to talk to Ramon about the situation there in his beautiful city and to find out how he and his wife are coping with the COVID crisis. Also on the show, more food for thought, we are getting seedy as ATC coach Mikey Ross joins us for another top five list. And to round out the show, Kevin Watt will be checking in from Port Coquitlam. 67 minutes of Zwifting Friendly Fitspeak begins right now. Right on. And welcome again to another edition of FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines, along with my sidekick for the afternoon, Dr. Elise Ree. And on the telephone line, actually we should say the Skype telephone line from Barcelona, Spain, is my friend, uh, my hero, and uh, a great ultra-distance triathlete, Ramon Lopez Manzibel. Ramon, how did I do on your last name? Oh, well, uh, rather good. It's Mendizabal. Mendizabal. I have to that my first last name, which is Lopez, you did it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> My, my next my next order of business is to practice my university Spanish. So, how would I say? Como esta, Ramon? Muy bien. Muchas gracias. Kevin. Muy bien. Estoy so, muy bien. Muchas gracias. So, I met Ramon, uh, who is just a, a force of energy and positive energy, back in the year 2017 when I was um, participating in the Ultra 520K Triathlon in Penticton, British Columbia. And he struck me as the kind of guy who in Canada, we would say is kind of like the Energizer Bunny. Always happy, always positive, always lots of energy. And Ramon, um, before you were um, an ultra distance triathlon, you also did shorter stuff like Ironman races. Yeah, 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 sure, sure, and, and even shorter. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, actually, I, I, uh, well, I, I, I started with uh, with triathlon not not that long time ago. Uh, I mean, 
for sure when when I was young I, I'm always been quite passionate uh, about the sports and practice some of them but uh, but to, to be honest then uh, when I was uh, young I think that uh, like most of the of the people but then uh, you know when university and, and the studies uh, came and also during the first day first years of uh, starting work uh, well, I, I stopped. Uh, I stopped a little bit. So um, I, it was. Uh, I think when I was thirty, uh, that uh, I, I remember very well because it <laughs> it was uh, uh, it happened to me that I, I went uh, to make uh, some errands on on the street and and I got stuck because there was some some race going on at this uh, running race in Madrid. It was. So I, I remembered having to, to, to watch it, uh, and uh, it was a 10 kilometers uh, race, uh, uh, that one. And then, uh, well, something, some, uh, I, some I, I got the, the, the bug inside of me, and I, I decided that, 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 that next year, probably, I will try to, to, to run this, this race. And it was, it was the first time that I, I, I thought about running when I was 30. I mean, again, I, of course, I, yeah, 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 never before. I was ah. practicing basketball, uh, cycling, but not in a competitive way, just uh, as a hobby. Mm. Uh, and... Uh, from that moment on, uh, well, I, I started to push um, to push more and more. First first year was this 10K race. The next year, the half marathon. The next one, the marathon. And and then after that, uh, some uh, years later, I I you know I I liked the running. I liked the biking. And then it came very naturally the the, the triathlon. But I had a problem that it's uh, I was. I would say not a poor swimmer, uh, even worse. I, I, I wasn't to, to swim uh, uh, 100 meters, I, I have to tell you. And uh, I was struggling a lot in the pool uh, by myself uh, mm-hmm. for some before, uh, well, it was kind of a, a one day that I got this click that, uh, well, from, from 200 meters, I was able to swim uh, more than one kilometer. And... Uh, yeah, I, uh, my first triathlon uh, was a half Ironman. Uh, oh, wow. I think it uh, it was like uh, 2010, probably 10, 10 years ago. And then uh, my first Ironman came in 2013. It was the Nice in France uh, Ironman. And uh, well, from that moment on, uh, right now, I, I think uh, I'm not very good uh, uh, with the numbers, but I, I race around 11 Ironman, maybe two double Ironman distances, three Ultraman, two in Canada, one in Israel last year, and uh, something around, I would say, like 50 marathons or or longer wow. races, because I also like the ultra trail uh, races. It's, they are very hard for me, much harder than a ultra triathlon, mm. but uh, I, li- I like them very much. Ramon. <laughs> yeah. You are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but but here, here's my question though, Ramon. So when you decided to do your very first ultra distance triathlon, that was my very first ultra distance triathlon. It was also the very first ultra distance triathlon for the winner, Jordan Bryden. I was yes. And I was speaking with Jordan Bryden, and he asked me, you know, my reason for entering the race. 
And I jokingly said to Jordan that I lost a bet, and that's why I did this crazy race. <laughs> now, what I'm wondering from you, Ramon, is what was your motivation to go from an Ironman to uh, an ultra-distance race? Yeah, well, it's uh, it's difficult to to, to say. I I don't uh, remember a, a, a just a moment, a, a single fact that made me go for it. But I, I guess that it's just a, a kind of a reflect of a re, it reflects my my mind in some way. I'm kind of always wanting very very often more, and uh, and uh, so we have challenge yourself, but. And I guess that that was the 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 the, the, the reason wanting more and more. And I, yes, I I do remember that once being in a in a triathlon shop, I saw for the first time uh, um, when I was trying practicing for my first Ironman, I saw this ultra mm. uh, distance, an Ultraman, and I I I even didn't know that it it exists. But, uh, you know, from that moment, probably something uh, got on, on my mind. And once that uh, after that, uh, well, I thought that the, the Ironman distance was quite controlled. You can't <laughs> say that, but <laughs> never <laughs> say that. But quite, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I decided to go for, for more. But... Um, um, so I, I guess that it was a, a, a way of uh, going beyond and, and, and challenging yourself a little bit more. And also I think that this is a, because in, in my case at least I enjoy as much as the race, I enjoy the the, the training, not only the training, but the at the end of the day, I think that this is a way of life. And uh, when you sign to to uh, up, you sign up to to a competition like like this. In some way, you commit yourself for for many months. And uh, and uh, this I I really like because mm. it's a way of life that also helps me a lot uh, uh, in my day to day life. You know, I travel a lot, uh, and uh, and it helps me to be focused and. and, and yeah, on many things, and it helps to 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 have a, a more tidy life mm. than I have. <laughs> yeah. So, Ramon, you were saying you've got a busy life. You do a lot of traveling. How do you uh, how do you earn your living? I understand that you've got a quite a responsible job. Uh, what do you do? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will say so. I, I'm civil engineer, and uh, I, in fact, I, I manage uh, quite uh, an important area in, in my company. So I agree that. Well, I I, I don't want to to sound too cocky, uh, no, more opposite. But yeah, I have quite a demanding job. It's not a. I mean, it's, a, it's not. I would say not an easy job, mm. which is also, as you mentioned, Kevin, making me travel uh, a lot out of Europe, uh, probably between uh, more than one hundred, from one hundred to one hundred thirty days per year. Wow! So uh, this is really a lot. This doesn't help at all to 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 keep. Uh, 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 training, uh, steady. It's 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 difficult. It's not, it's, this is not the ideal job for a for a routine that uh, training long, long distances require. But I happen to manage it. Uh, to, to be honest, I can tell you that when I'm uh, abroad, uh, 
generally speaking, from, from Monday to Friday, it's true that I travel a lot, but it's it's an, it's uh, also true that I spend uh, most of the of the weekends at home, uh, almost all. So um, I, when I am abroad, as, as I said, I just uh, run, but I can really uh, promise you that I run almost every day and everywhere. Mm. It's, uh, you couldn't imagine places where where I re- I run, I train, and uh, well, uh, thanks to that, also it's it's uh, I, I'm very grateful uh, to, to, to like running because you know I, I've seen places uh, so so many cities so beautiful places uh, nature and and these uh, early times when the mm. sun is rising that it's it's really a, it's not only not an effort but uh, i should pay for that sometimes <laughs> I, I like to, to say Ramon, so just, uh, just for a second I run almost almost every day no matter where where i am and uh, sometimes people uh, really tell me are you crazy are you running here in the yeah i do and i will keep doing uh, that um, also oh, sorry uh, Ramon. I got to stop you yeah. for just one second. You've you've got me thinking here. So you've been running. You've been running in the early morning, and you've you 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 you've seen many many things, many exciting things, maybe some dangerous things. Can you tell us about a running story where you were maybe scared or something extraordinary happened? Maybe you ran and you ran up against uh, an elephant or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that, not that. Uh, I wish I, I, I would have found an elephant. But uh, instead of, the, of some uh, elephant, what, what I found is uh, at some point I was, I, I remember I was running in, in it's not a, a, as exciting story as, uh, as the one you 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 are mentioning, uh, Kevin, but I was running uh, once in, in Brazil and uh, in it was Fortaleza in, in the northeast of, of Brazil. I, I remember and uh, sometimes I, I just uh, just go and uh, run 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 and uh, well I, I don't pay too much attention sometimes where I am get, getting into so I was running in the along the the coast really nice the the sea and uh, at some moment I found out that I I, I got into a favela and uh, actually it was a really dangerous uh, favela you know this uh, these places where well quite uh, poor uh, mm. people and uh, people that are in need they they, they live and they are quite dangerous mm. uh, uh, places and I started to notice that uh, people were uh, looking in uh, quite a nasty uh-huh. uh, way oh, to, to me so when I <laughs> uh, realized where, where I was going I just ran as never again and from that uh, day I, I still I have on my on my watch the fastest kilometer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> and the only the only time in my uh, it was just once in my life that I did uh, one kilometer below three minutes. Wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah. Yes. <laughs> my only. <laughs> but I could tell you some uh, like this. Uh, well, some of them. I, I I remember in Chicago once as well that I went uh, where I shouldn't. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, 
yeah, when it comes to 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 nature, and maybe for you for you is quite useful. But I remember in in Banff in in, in Canada, yeah. uh, well, having encounter with a bear, oh. which for me, you know, uh, it's uh, probably one of the most <laughs> well impressive scariest experience in my, in my life the, scary at the beginning the, no it didn't happen anything you know and uh, but well for me it's uh, something out of this world <laughs> ramon ramon happens to me every day i'm on the treadmill and a bear comes into my pain cave and he wants to drink my gatorade you know, it, this is Canada, right? He's joking. Yeah, uh, He's yeah, joking. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you've been sweet. you've been running for a long time. You've made the progression from uh, the 10K to the half marathon to ultra triathlons, ultra trail races. Now I'm just wondering. You've been doing this for a little over 10 years now. What would you say yeah. is your most proud moment? in all of that sporting uh that you've done yeah 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 <laughs> well uh yeah when it when it comes to to to, to some uh races specific uh races definitely i i uh, uh I, I, there's a last year I, I, I won a, a double Ironman distance race in, in Austria. It was uh, a Utah UTA, the International Ultra Triathlon Association World Cup race. Mm -hmm. So definitely it was uh, when it comes to results, my my best achievement, I will say. Also la last year I, I, I was second in the and first male. Ah, uh, <laughs> that says something. Which is, uh, Says I won yeah, right. <laughs> in the, the Ultraman Israel, and also wow. the the you know the 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 girl the the lady that won uh, it's a it's a pro girl it's impressive amazing probably she took me more than two hours uh, she, she came two hours ahead so wow. definitely uh, <laughs> but I was uh, I was uh, second but to to be honest I think that uh, my biggest uh, success I I think that it's uh, being able every year since 2012 to train in a way that allows me to compete in Ironman distances uh, with quite a decent performance, steadily, constantly. So to be that, that steady is what I am most proud of. And mm -hmm. I think that, it, in fact, is my biggest uh, achievement. Uh, <laughs> I would say so. But when it comes to, to result, yeah, this uh, double Ironman vict uh, victory in the, in the World Cup uh, uh, Utah uh, circuit last year, and uh, and uh, the second position in in Ultraman Israel uh, also last last year. I think that this is our, our my <laughs> best uh, results oh, ever. It's amazing. So, oh yeah, go for it. Hey, just backing up a bit. You said when we were talking about running and that you saw the bear. What exactly happened? You saw a bear. Did it chase you? What happened? No, I stopped. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> I stopped like paralyzed. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and then the, the 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 bear, he or she, yeah. uh, he looked at me. I, I was like a, maybe 20, 25 meters away, so it, it wasn't very close, but it wasn't very far either. That's so, right, yeah. And uh, he looked, and he just he made nothing. I mean, he didn't pay attention. Oh, good, okay, <laughs> yeah. So it didn't yeah. chase you or anything. Yeah the trail and, yeah. and he went up 
And, uh, well, no, nothing more than that. Oh, good. <laughs> no well, more. you're lucky then. You're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for uh, sharing for that. For me, it was a, a big time uh, encounter, you know? Oh, it is. <laughs> it is. That bear could have eaten you, too. Wow. So, you know, you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> you were just talking about some of your successes as a ultra-distance triathlete and coming first male and second overall at the event in Israel. So in order to do that, um, you must have had uh, an opportunity to train consistently over long periods of time. Now, of course, the world has changed in the past couple of weeks. I'm wondering now... Oh, yeah. You're working from home, but you're also, because you're in Spain, um, can you tell us um, what, the, what the feeling is out there? You're in Barcelona? I am in Barcelona, yes, indeed. And, uh, well, the, the, the feeling is uh, it's, we are going uh, through uh, really horrible times. It, it looks like a, like a bad dream. Uh, you know, still uh, can't... Uh, yeah, you, you can believe, but sometimes you do you, you wonder uh, and you ask yourself if this is not a bad dream and and you will wake up soon. The yeah. situation here is is uh, really really bad. Actually, today uh, as um, we took uh, China as the second uh, country in the world, only after uh, Italy with more people dead here so mm. we, we we are just getting to almost 4,000 people uh, dead uh, they died in in the last uh, uh, 15 days and uh, it's uh, quite uh, terrible you know we are not allowed even to to go out on the street just for some special purposes uh, just to, to, to buy food and some some others that you have really to to, to justify where are you going so in in in, in fact you are not allowed to to, to leave uh, home and uh, well we, we hope that this uh, confinement uh, will uh, help to to stop the the you know the the the, contagi the, the contagious the, the pace of uh, of spreading the the, the disease but uh, you know today we are uh, getting the the Still, this measure uh, is not uh, working because, uh, you know, it, it takes some time. So when it takes some time, once you confine people, OK, you will see these results in a couple of weeks, probably. Mm. And still, the cases are exponentially growing day after day. So it's uh, it's uh, it's really difficult. Uh, fortunately, uh, neither uh, me or or any of my relatives or uh, people that I know are are I, I know some of them that uh, some friends that got the virus. But uh, fortunately, they are quite. Uh, I mean, they are not. Uh, very old people, which are the unfortunately the, the ones that are suffering suffering the more these the consequences and uh, are in real risk. But uh, well, uh, it is affecting us as as uh, society a lot, a lot. Uh, the okay. Spain, we we you know that uh, we we are in, in general quite a happy country and uh, mm. the very social uh, people. Probably that was that was one of the. 
of the reasons why it affected us so much because we like to hang out a lot to to be to to talk to to be in the street on the street sorry and and things like that and now everything has changed you know when when you go to to uh, out on the street and uh, it's not only that there are not people the the silence it's really heartbreaking the, mm. the silence that uh, you hear uh, on the street <laughs> So when it comes to, to this uh, less important thing that is training uh, right now, um, honestly, when uh, it was uh, 10 days ago when the government uh, decided these measures and the first thing I did when I, I heard them uh, is uh, that I bought a treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> first thing, and, and also I was, I think I... I I was very uh, lucky and uh, because, well, first of all, because I could uh, mm. do that. And yes. second, because, you know, being so fast right now, the, 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 the treadmill market is absolutely collapsed as oh, well yes, here. So yeah. there are delivery times have increased a lot. But in my case, I got the, the treadmill mm. in, uh, in two days. So um, actually, right now, as I am at home a lot, uh, I mean, all the time, yeah. I am training even more. Oh, even more. It's yeah. it's. Uh, it's a paradox, but but it's it's the truth. I'm uh, trying to to be on the on the on the bike trainer for three hours a day at least, wow. and I am uh, running uh, from from Monday to to Friday every day uh, one hour, and uh, Sunday I I'm running like uh, I, I plan to do a marathon on the on the treadmill this uh, this uh, this Sunday. Since, wow. Since. wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also a fact that I, I uh, it helped me to cope with, probably you will yes. be uh, a little bit uh, amazed by that, but the the the, the weekend, you know, as, as I said, the government, this measure was taken uh, last Sunday, uh, yeah. two Sundays ago. Yeah. And that weekend, I, I was running a marathon Friday, I was running a marathon Saturday and wow. I was running a marathon Sunday, so wow. I ran three marathons in a weekend. So I, I got quite wow. uh, sick of running uh, and <laughs> fed up. Of and so uh, last week uh, it was uh, well quite a uh, uh, detox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey Ramon, you touched on uh, the Spanish culture that uh, people like to go out on the street and talk. So that's one reason why Spain has it so bad right now. Do you think there's anything else in the culture that that can explain why it's uh, so bad in Spain yeah, and, yeah. and less so here, let's say? It's, uh, I, I don't know, here in Spain, there is, I said, the golden question, which means, uh, I don't know if in English is the, the yes. name, probably is not no, that's <laughs> the sense. same way. That is the question we are all trying to find the the, the answer. Yes. Uh, not not only we, even the, the doctors, all the. It's uh, it's very difficult. I I I would add that also we are a country that uh, we are receiving a lot of of visitors from all around the world, yes. including Chinese, the, which were the, the the first one that that, that caught this uh, um, disease. And also there is a lot of interchange uh, with Italy. Yes. So, but this is not this this. This adds some uh, reasons, but this doesn't justify the whole no. problem we are, uh, because, you know, I, I could say the same about Portugal, France, mm. and they are not going through such a incredible, they, they are not hit as f strongly as, as yeah. we are, so... 
Still, there, this is a big question mark. Uh, why some other countries with similar behavior, similar uh, to, to, to us, uh, they, they haven't been hit that hard? Okay. Uh, don't know. I don't know. But the, 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 the problem is that even the, the, the people that are more uh, uh, prepared that should know, uh, they, they, they don't know either. So yeah. we don't know. No, don't know. It's sense. a kind of a mystery. So there are some makes- reasons... Yeah, like what you're saying makes sense is that uh, Spanish people are very sociable. So they get out and they talk a lot. You have lots of travel in between Italy and Spain. That makes sense. Uh, One thing an Italian wrote on the internet was the stages of thinking that they went through. So when it first started, they said, oh, no big deal. It's just a flu. And no big deal. These things happen in China. It would never happen in Italy. So this person went through like six stages of thinking and, and, and many of them were denial and minimizing. Do you think anything like that happened in Spain too? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, actually, um, absolutely, and I, I, I will even blame myself. I, I, I had the same. I remember just two weeks ago, because in two weeks has everything changed so yes. so much that I, 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 I went to to Madrid. I traveled to to Madrid, and I, I remember even saying uh, to myself, what, why people is so uh, obsessed about the, about that with the, yeah. the, the plane was, over. so there, this is a, a, a flu and uh, well, uh, this is exactly the same as the flu, probably it's just a little bit more um, uh, contagious, but when it comes to the death rate or uh, it's the same, so we don't have to worry. Well, I was absolutely wrong. I have to, to admit, I have to, uh, and yet, to be honest, I think that we didn't take uh, it seriously at the at the beginning, including myself. But even uh, when the when also when already the government started to to spread the the, the reality, the, the 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 importance and the the the, the seriousness of this um, this years, there were people that okay, so. Uh, Okay, they, they thought that they were in, in kind of uh, holidays. Yes. Uh, you know, there were many people that traveled from Madrid to the to the beach because you know they have their second residence there. And they okay, so if I have to work from home, it's fine. I go to the beach because also it was a very good weather at that moment two weeks ago. Now it's uh, freezing again, but it was like twenty five degrees, so it, it kind of pre yeah. summer. And uh, lots of people they went from from Madrid to to to, to the coast. The parks were absolutely crowded. Mm. Uh, thousands of people uh, uh, under the sun with the kids. So we thought, uh, we all thought that they were kind of okay. Let's take take advantage of of that uh, homework and uh, let's uh, of the nice weather and go out. And uh, well, we are paying the, the the consequences right now. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Thank you. We blame ourselves as well, and and also I blame myself when it comes to to my first impression. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So um, one of the things, Ramon, you were talking about before we started the formal interview um we started this at eight o'clock 
Barcelona time and there was something special in the air. You could hear people clapping. Can you tell us, uh, our listeners, about this, yeah. this new ritual? Yeah, this is quite uh, well, a new thing that came up uh, recently in this in this confinement uh, days. You know, we, as I said before, we are not uh, allowed to go uh, out on the street, and uh, currently, uh, accordingly, sorry, uh, we have we are not communicating a lot with with uh, people out of uh, of uh, of home. Uh, so uh, at some point, as kind of a special memory to to all the people that are dying, are are, and also all the people that are working uh, and risking their lives, the, all the doctors, the not only doctors, all the because uh, uh, for the for a hospital to to be run, and uh, you need not only doctors, you need many people, you need uh, people that uh, are supplying. Uh, food are supplying all the many resources are cleaning so for all the people that it's uh, well given the best of uh, themselves at that moment trying to 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 save lives and risk is risking their own uh, life there is at eight o'clock every day uh, we go out to the to the balconies or uh, just to the door of the of the houses and start uh, clapping uh, Mm -hmm. all the people so so it's Quite, uh, it uh, it is very uh, impressive and heartbreaking uh, yes. also. So mm-hmm. it's a very special uh, moment, uh, kind of a homage. It's in in English, uh, yeah. maybe to, to all these, all these people that are well, giving their best uh, uh, in order to to save save lives in these very difficult uh, moments. Yeah. Now, um, of course not only but in Spain and Canada and really the the rest of the world not only is this you know uh covid-19 crisis uh a health issue in the physical sense it's also you know with all this uh, rather uh, self-isolation it's it's becoming uh, an issue in a sense uh, from a psychological perspective and I'm gonna kind of lighten the tone here just a little bit because I know that you're not alone in your household you've got your lovely wife Iwa and at the start of the interview I was saying that you're very much like the Energizer Bunny so my question and Ramon is how is your wife dealing with you being at home with all this energy um, 24-7 I know that you are doing your best by running a marathon every day on weekends but I'm wondering how is she how is she doing well uh, yeah (laughs) it's nice nice question yeah because we are not uh, used to not only 24 7 but uh, not only to 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 live uh, for uh, for so many (laughs) hours a day uh for being together but but also because i'm now i'm uh, three three weeks in a row here in in spain which is not usual at all so (laughs) so yeah we are having kind of an overdose of uh, of being together (laughs) no but uh, (laughs) now being uh, letting jokes uh joke aside 
uh, she she right now she has to 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 work as well. So um, and also as I I, I I speak a lot from by the phone and she has to. We are trying to 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 be separated. So uh, unfortunately we are not as uh, together as uh, as we would like to at at this moment. But uh, yeah, in general. Um, she has been always uh, very supportive uh, when it comes to to to, my, to sport and to to my energy, and she enjoys very much being part of these uh, experiences. And not only, not, I'm not talking only about uh, traveling to 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 different races or competitions, but also and especially, I would say, on on the day by day life, uh, mm. which is the most important important and also difficult. So uh, I, I believe also that um, being uh, no children married because we don't have uh, uh, children also helps, helps a lot to cope with uh, with that. Uh, but um, well, I can tell that she she uh, she's quite an energetic person as well. Sometimes I think that more than me. Wow. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Perfect couple. Perfect couple. So I think that we manage uh, quite uh, well understand each other quite well. Sometimes, yeah, I, I admit that I can't follow her and all uh, her energy. So oh, wow. Okay. Don't, we, we are quite, uh, we complement each other, I think, quite quite well. Uh, anyhow, uh, after that, if, if you want, uh, she, I can bring her here and you can ask her straight the question because she would like very much to, to say hello to you. Oh, so yeah, you that, want, would that would be that'd great. Be good. Yes. But staying on this line, do you think there's going to be a baby boom in the world in December because of all of this stay-at-home <laughs> stuff in March? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, there are some uh, previous experiences when, when this kind of uh, uh, crisis that uh, nine uh, months uh, later they, they, they are bringing this uh, <laughs> a lot of children not in our case not I in have your to... case okay not in our case either <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's as far as we know yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but still still my uh, my mother or some friends uh, they, they still have this uh, idea that well maybe this can help this <laughs> <laughs> to not guys to, to uh, no 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 but yeah yeah definitely it will be noticeable mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> in nine months from now yeah. so for sure yeah <laughs> so i'm just wondering now that you're home quite a bit well i mean you're home all the time now and traditionally with your job you like to travel you have a lot more control over the things that you drink and the things that you eat um do you have any favorite foods or favorite drinks that you're enjoying a little bit more of now that you're at home and you've got maybe a, a different lifestyle <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, yeah, I have to, you know, probably, Kevin, it happened to you that it happens the, the same. Uh, I, when I am at home, I'm all the time hungry. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, yes. But when I am at work, at least I, I kind of forget it yes. as I can be eating uh, all the time. I, I, I forget it and I, I cope with it uh, very well. But now being at home, I'm all the time hungry so <laughs> i have to i am not very you know i i i don't follow any diet i i i think one of the greatest thing of um, doing this uh, uh, so many hours of uh, sports is that you can eat usually as much as you want in in, in my case which i 
really love it. I, I love to eat. And, uh, and in it, fact, it, I um, always... for the benefit of our FitSpeak listeners, I can go back to a certain, I think it was a, uh, a Sunday back in August of 2017, and there was uh, a bit of a delay in the Ultra 520 race, and there was apparently some sort of um, traffic accident or motor vehicle accident on the road, and you and I, who had been cycling with each other for seemingly hours, uh, Ramon decided to make the most of the opportunity, and he had delivered to him on the race course a full pasta lunch. I remember as it, as as if it was today. We were yes. talking about today. Yeah, yes. yeah, I remember perfectly the place I I sit the the, the <laughs> pasta I ate and yeah, this is something that I used to uh, still to do. Well, you know when 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 you are uh, getting better and better positions on the on the race you are uh, you are not doing so usually but <laughs> still uh, in Ufram and Israel I have <laughs> I can tell you that uh, yeah. even being on the front pack I have the same uh, stop and uh, and full pasta meal yeah yeah <laughs> and what was it it was pasta with was it spinach or broccoli what was in there it was with some uh, vegetables, indeed, and uh, and some tomato yeah. also. Tomatoes yeah, and tomato broccoli so or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> coming back to the to the to the drinks that I I I, I like I I. I I have to admit that I, I love uh, Coca-Cola. I love Coke uh, oh, very mm. much, too much. But oh. I try to drink it only on weekends. Oh, ah. nice. Okay, so Coke. <laughs> so uh, for me, it's being uh, now, uh, uh, well, I get quite an effort to be at home for such a long time and not having a, a two-liter bottle of, uh, of Coke. Oh, but, yes. Okay, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm uh, I'm doing for for the sake of my my fitness. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> and then what about wine and beer and that kind of thing? Yes, yes I'm a, I'm a, I, I don't like beer, but I'm a great uh, wine lover. Yeah, wow. <laughs> too. Yep. Yeah, along with my with my wife, we we really love wine and and we drink quite uh, oh. and, uh, <laughs> quite a lot of uh, of wine on uh, on on weekends every uh, almost every friday we we have uh, at least one or two bottles of wine ah. yeah. so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I, I think it's good for oh, yeah. for the it will, at least for me it, it works yes exactly <laughs> yes. exactly, exactly. Yeah. and then you were talking about foods and and one of the ones is pasta what else do you like to eat uh, well, I I like I like to eat very much uh, fish, fish. Uh, um, I like the good meat also, but I'm, I'm you know I'm just eating meat. I'm, I'm not vegetarian at all. Uh, but uh, I'm, to be honest, when you exercise a lot, uh, your body uh, ask. In my case, my yeah. body you know, yeah. uh, is asking uh, more and more for. Uh, Vegetables. Oh, uh, so yeah. I'm I'm eating just uh, meat. Uh, well, once twice per per week. Not mm. not more than more than that. And uh, so 
two, two, twice uh, more um, talking about fish mm -hmm. and the rest uh, it's uh, vegetables uh, usually a large amount of them and including also some some rice some carbs uh, rice uh, potatoes and uh, green stuff I, I i like it very very much oh, but great. i need tones oh yeah <laughs> tones, so. which are your favorite vegetables I, 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 I love uh, carrot, I love uh, spinach, I love uh, mm, uh, broccoli, no? uh, which okay. is uh, yeah, which is not a very uh, usual um, food and uh, that, <laughs> at least in, here in Spain that people like very much, not at all. Uh, no. Actually, there was some jokes when, when this uh, COVID-19 started because all the supermarkets, they were emptied of everything but the broccoli <laughs> that's was still, funny yeah. we were just in a <laughs> was still, yeah uh, you have uh, tons of broccoli in the, in the supermarkets everything was uh, uh, ran out of everything yes, but, uh, but broccoli the broccoli. Was, uh, <laughs> you know we were in a grocery store the other day and we were picking up frozen vegetables as well and the only frozen vegetables left was broccoli <laughs> And I love broccoli. So Spain, Canada, <laughs> Canada similar. Broccoli, yeah. <laughs> I love also chickpeas, which also give you a, a good amount of energy. At least mm -hmm. for me, they oh, they they, do, they yeah. work uh, very well. And uh, well, I am um, I like almost uh, every every vegetable. And uh, yeah, I don't have a. I, I'm trying to think about some. Uh, I don't like ginger, but this is not a vegetable. Actually, <laughs> I, I don't know what is that exactly, a root. <laughs> yeah, it's a root, yep. <laughs> but yeah. I don't like that very much, but um, no, I'm, I'm quite... Uh, and also there's a fish that I don't like very much, which is uh, cod fish. Oh, cod, yeah. I, I don't know why, don't ask me yeah, why. It doesn't matter, yeah. <laughs> going uh, when it comes to to, to food I like uh, everything almost. oh nice um, <laughs> yeah that's cool so it sounds like um, you're doing a pretty good job of keeping things together in light of this uh, stressful situation this tragic situation not only in your beautiful city of Barcelona but as you know this thing is really affecting athletes and, and people all over the world but um, I was just wondering I mean you are there and you're in one of these uh, hot spots in the world right now um, what would you say to your triathlete friends your competitors um, in North America yeah well um, it's, uh, it's uh, difficult definitely in this uh, sad and difficult moments I I would encourage them not to give up exercising even even under the the awful circumstances we are we are going through at the moment and for for me the North American uh, athletes in some uh, in many ways they are an, an example for me as uh, because you know I, I know many uh, Canadian mm -hmm. athletes yes. as uh, <laughs> not that many from the US but also I uh, I do but uh, Canadians uh, you know many of them including you it's mm. uh, they, they they were first competitors and then they they became uh, many of them they became good friends uh, and uh, still for me it's a mystery how you guys you can train so many hours for during so many months on the on the bike training <laughs> in winter and running on treadmill uh, I mean for me that's uh, <laughs> crazy and it's a, a mystery and still uh, I don't understand so you are an, an, an inspiration for me and, and deserve uh, 
uh, a lot. I will uh, again uh, encourage not to 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 stop and uh, and try to you are you are used more than us to 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 be to, to home to this home training uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah yeah <laughs> indeed and uh, well uh, hopefully hopefully the, this will uh, be over soon and uh, we will meet uh, very very soon uh, yes. over there the, the sad news is that this year i i was uh, uh, in the entry list for for the ultra 520 in canada again for the third time but the, the race just got uh, cancelled uh, and uh, well we'll have to wait one one more year but uh, still one of the my biggest uh, races this year is the the world championship the double ironman world championship in in uh, virginia in the, in the us in in october um, uh, okay. well Maybe. i think uh, things are developing uh, i'm not very sure that they, it won't be cancelled but well let's keep the hope and yes. uh, and this is uh, an opportunity to 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 be there in in north america one more i i uh, uh, I mean, at this moment, uh, and I, uh, everything is is ready for, for that as as one of my main targets this uh, this uh, years uh, this year this this 2020. So uh, I will also, and the last thing I am I'm, I'm telling, uh, I will dare to to ask you to North American triathletes to to come to Europe to the many amazing long distances mm. races with the triathlon races we there we have over. Mm over here it's not usually easy to find uh, participants from north america but as many times i found uh, there was a lot of fun with them mm. so uh, <laughs> last time in israel with uh, ah. oh, with yeah. some of them so let's consider uh, some active holidays over here guys yeah, okay. yeah, that would be good. yes <laughs> and before we let you go no, ramon because we want to see eva as well oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, I am going to ask you uh, one more question uh, i think you'll have uh, a lot of fun with this so traditionally on my podcast we ask this question we're going to ask you so ramon if you could be if you could be an animal an animal other than a human being um what animal would you be and tell us why <laughs> <laughs> well, after I, I I I told you, I think I will change uh, by a dolphin ah. because you know my my swimming skills will <laughs> <laughs> will be uh, much uh, better. But uh, well, yeah, I think I I, I definitely will uh, will uh, like to to. to if I have to, to change uh, <laughs> myself into an animal, I, I would choose a a fish. A fish uh, yeah. I I really um, um, sorry in in English. I, I really envy the, this this ability of this ability of the these uh, animals to to be able to survive in such a rough. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> environment as yeah. as this is the as the sea is and such a scary i i you know uh, no matter the the long distances in the sea uh, the, the open sea that i swim i'm uh, still scared about the this darkness and, mm. and these uh, animals that are going are mm -hmm. uh, living over there so definitely yeah. a fish uh, for me uh, will uh, will be my my choice oh, okay. uh, and the dolphin okay. uh, they are adorable uh, yeah, they uh, are. animals. And they're friendly like you too. They're friendly and happy like you too. <laughs>
A few days ago, we had the chance to catch up with Fitzby co-host Kevin Watt. He was telling us about a recent walk on the trails in Port Coquitlam. Well, we start with 7 p.m. tonight. Uh, I was on the Porco, Porco Quitlam Trail. I was walking my roommate's uh, little dog, Winston. I take him over to the other side and I let him off for the leash. And um, everybody's giving everybody space right now. And at 7 p.m. tonight, uh, I heard um, like fireworks and a lot of horns honking. And then all of a sudden, um, People started clanging all their pots and pans together, mm. and I realized that it was seven. Right. And uh, it was, yeah, and you know, it was a salute to the, the first responders in the hospitals. And Like a lot of folks out there, Kevin works in construction. And here he tells us about his return to work after a few days off. The Thursday before, you know, um, the, the COVID hit the, you know, went to DEFCON 10 or whatever. Uh, on the Thursday, I'd had a bit of a headache. And on Friday, I was starting to really come down with kind of like a cold flu. And I had a headache. And I just kind of knocked off work earlier on Friday. Uh, by Saturday, I felt rough. And, uh, and then, of course, on the weekend and stuff like that, like the airwaves were going crazy. The news was going mm-hmm. crazy. COVID this, COVID that. And, um, you know, but I was still kind of fighting a headache and I just was kind of like paying attention, but not paying attention. And for the first couple of days, I didn't go to work because I was fighting this thing. And then I was chatting with my boss and he just said, oh, yeah, it's it's a really big deal around here. And to be honest, uh, they're saying that if you're fighting a cold or anything, they don't want you to come to work. And so that was sort of my first first inclination into you know how serious this was and you know now it was kind of like on my front door doorstep so you know i i thought about it it's like yeah well first off i don't feel good and then of course they they want you to wait um they want you to wait it out after you're starting to feel better so of course i did um you know I, i took um Took a couple days off. I thought about it. Uh, there's a few reasons I could have gone to work, no problem. But um, it was I wanted to make sure that I didn't bring any colds back to work um, in this kind of a weird situation. But also, two two of the guys that I'm working with, one's got a brand new baby coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other's the other guy. He has uh, two 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 young children. And I thought, you know, I don't want to be working with these guys, bringing this, uh, you know, to them and then them taking it home to their kids. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So today, today, actually, I returned back to work. And um, that was basically the first thing when I got to work. I just was like, OK, guys, talk to me. What's protocol around here right now? And they said uh, 10 feet. Uh, and I'm like, OK, that's normal because we're on really big buildings tons of space no big deal that's no big deal uh they said that wcb was on site Hmm. and instructed the um site supervisors the office there to uh implement like a a hand washing sort of a system so what they did was they set up um you know um 
exterior in the outside sink with hand washing soap and warm water and and of course there's the shopping that we all still need to do kevin explains what he's experienced in port coquitlam i've avoided going to costco and any big box shopping uh i did grab a coffee from mcdonald's recent um on the weekend and the costco it was raining um had a lineup outside of the building but what they did was they um they zigzagged the line i don't know how to explain it but it was packed there was a ton of people mm. waiting in this kind of zigzaggy thing and then um then they you know were sent into the building and stuff so that's really not my thing i'm not interested and 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 it's purely because i don't want to be around that weird situation where somebody becomes unglued and and just has a meltdown right i just don't want to be a part of that So there we go. Fitzby co-host Kevin Watt from Port Coquitlam. Being a construction guy, he's able to follow the social distancing and hand-washing safety protocols and he's able to go to work. And we're looking forward to rejoining KW in studio once things do eventually return to normal. Social distancing is in effect and it has had an impact on how we pursue our fitness goals. Whether we want to get fit, maintain or compete, the coronavirus has impacted how we exercise. I'm Zach Neufeld and this is Between the Ears. Considering recent changes to our exercise routine due to COVID-19, I've heard that self-motivation has become more important, seeing how group activities are no longer extrinsically motivating us. According to Psychology Today, there is good news. Intrinsic motivation is more sustainable. There are things we can do to get motivated in these uncertain times. Put it in writing. Identify what you want and write it down. Write down the measurable and experiential or feeling aspects of what you want. The key is that you want it. Get in touch with yourself and see what you want deep down. And then bring it to conscious awareness by putting it into words. Once you've gotten it written, put it somewhere you will see it often. This helps you not to forget what you really want. It also keeps you accountable. Once you've got doing what you want to do, record what you do. This way you can monitor your progress and will get the positive feedback that comes with being accountable. Additionally, be aware of the pitfalls that may come your way. Think of what could happen in the future so that you can deal with the setbacks or issues that could come up without losing your motivation. For example, if you want to do swimming exercises at home while the pool is closed, make sure you have a space to do your workouts in. Once you've done this, categorize potential pitfalls into those you can control, what you can influence, and what you can't influence or control. This way, you won't get disheartened and waste energy on things you cannot win against. If you plan to get up every morning to exercise but have a track record of sleeping in, cut up your morning into smaller pieces so you can control what happens. Instead of setting your alarm for an early time and just committing to get up then, try going to bed earlier. Attempt to go to bed half an hour earlier each night. Decide not to do screen time or emotionally provoking activities late at night. These are just a couple things you can do to motivate yourself. 
theme is to accept what you are currently where you're currently at because you can't get somewhere unless you start from where you are then get in touch with what you want because motivation is emotionally driven make it personal use this time of social distancing to practice intrinsic motivation so you can be driven internally by what you want from where you are lastly be realistic and focus on the small monsters if your challenge is too big a dragon cut it up into small dragons and tackle those ones one at a time for between the ears i'm zach newfeld And that's it for another edition of FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. FitSpeak is brought to you by Wenting's Cycle and Mission. Your Wenting's Word of the Week is gear. Once again, your Wenting's Word of the Week is gear. We're also brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport, reminding you to keep your social distance, call your mom and the people closest to you, and to keep up with that 30 minutes of activity every day. I'd like to thank my co-hosts, Kevin Wan and Mikey Ross, and also like to thank Ramon Lopez and wish him the best for his epic racing in the future. Join us next time on FitSpeak as we'll be speaking with Steve Brown from Penticton, B.C., He'll be telling us about the history of long-distance triathlon in the South Okanagan. For all of us at FitSpeak, I'm Kevin Hines. Thanks for listening.